Put a mustache on Boober Fraggle and call him Gallagher Crosby, attorney at law. This is GeekCast Live. It's a trap! Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the GeekCast Live podcast. I'm your host, Rob Bass, and with me is... Cartoon Joe! And it's episode 456? 62. Close enough. All right, numbers. Excellent. How are you doing today, Joe? Uh, well, it's Thursday, so thursday Yeah, Yeah, yeah I feel that. It's I, a very friday Thursday. I wish it was more so. Uh, I feel like I've just been running ragged this week. It's just been uh, nonstop for me. Uh, and uh, so it definitely feels just like a Thursday. Yeah. Straight up. Nice. Yeah, I feel like this is the first week in a month that I actually feel halfway well rested. Wow. I could not be more no. jealous. So I don't know how it happened. You left out. I guess. So I. I'm curious, what has made you smile this week, Joe? Ooh, great question. Um, what has made me smile this week that is not something that I've been geeking on? <laughs> um, gosh. Oh. I feel like there was good news. Yes. Mm-hmm. The American Climate Corps. Yeah, no, that's actually really exciting. I'm not right? going to lie. That really made me smile. Uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar, um, way back in the Depression days, uh, from 1933 to 1942, I believe, right? Basically, it went right up until we entered World War II. Um, there was a, uh, it was called the Civilian Conservation Corps, and it was like a a non-military alternative for like civil service. Uh, non-politics, awesome. non-military. Yeah. So like a lot of, uh, if you've ever been to a state park or a national park that has um, like an old cabin complex or whatever, it was probably built by the CCC. Um, if you, I, I believe also the public works administration. Um, so like a lot of sidewalks you'll see stamped with WPA also part of the civilian conservation corps thing basically it was a, it was a make work job situation where if you were a young person who needed work during the depression you could get it and uh, i believe it paid 30 dollars a week and the requirement was you spent you sent 25 dollars home hmm. of that so you, you could pocket 5 send 25 home uh i believe the um the present day equivalent is about 687 dollars that's not bad. No, not bad at all. So that's what it was back then. Um, obviously canceled when we entered World War II because all the young men needed to go fight and die against the other poors uh, mm-hmm. across the way. Uh, not to say that there wasn't like a good reason. And Nazis, yeah. Yeah, for once. That, that might That's the closest thing to a just war we've ever had. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, so, so there's that. And then, um, yeah, it just never came back after that. Um, although for the past few years, the, especially the sunrise movement, um, group of mostly Gen Z and millennials who have been trying to get some climate action going have, uh, have been pushing for an Amer- uh, 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 basically a, re- a restoration, a return of the con- uh, civilian conservation Corps, which I think should never have gone away to begin with personally. Yeah. Um, I think. Like 
uh, not to get way too deep into the weeds, but I, uh, I really feel that that's one of the things that is awful about, uh, the country as it stands right now is the way that, um, there's no esprit de corps, you know, there's no, like, what does it mean to be an American? And there's not a lot of like citizenry and citizenship and, and connection between us, uh, unless you go into the military and a lot of people just don't want to do that. And I yeah. don't blame them. And so if there was like, I, I think if, if I were as a young person had a chance to go do that, I probably would have. I, I would have certainly been more inclined to do something like that. Cause I, you know, had tons of reasons not to want to join the military, not necessarily right. disparaging anybody that wants to, but yeah, um, like, Maybe you don't know what you want to do going into college, or maybe you come out of college and the job market sucks. Because sure, so being able to you know contribute there. and do some civil service and you know do something that has uh, that's helping your community, doing some objective good, and you've got a a pseudo government job like you know, they're worse gigs, right? Um, that that would have been a really great alternative. Like having an option like that, I think is awesome. Having more um, uh, ways to perform civil service uh, rather than just going into the military or going into like a paid police or firefighting uh, position, like more options like that encourage people to get involved in their communities. Yeah. Or like a religious nonprofit, like dumb. And I'm, I'm saying that as a person who runs a religious nonprofit, like dumb. (laughs) um but yeah and and so anyway this week the biden administration announced the american climate Corps. it's essentially what activists have been asking for um although the uh the civilian conservation corps i believe employed three million men across uh, young men across the country it was a males only at the time um and uh now i believe they're only looking for twenty thousand young people to start Um, which, you know, these, these things, they, if it's, it's that old West wing joke, um, successful programs get more money because they need more money. Um, so hopefully it's a successful program and it goes from 20,000 to 40,000. Um, especially as we, I think, get deeper into climate crisis, um, giving young people something to do that's positive, that directs their energies to help preserve and conserve the the environment. uh, It just makes sense to me. So yeah, yeah. I'm, that made me smile. I have lots of other thoughts about it, but I feel like that's good enough. We've hit the, yeah, we've hit the, the big ones on, I think. Uh, yeah, no, that's fantastic. I'm really excited to see uh, where that goes. And like you said, I really hope uh, that it sees some level of success because there are certainly other ways uh, that I think would be far worse to spend our time and money on than uh, having people plant trees and take care of fucking parks and, and encouraging people to work on urban justice. Uh, go. Yeah. No, what the other one, like a good play. Yeah. So if you're interested in signing up, uh, I don't know. We probably shouldn't throw a link in the doobly doo, but you know, just Google it. Yeah. It's there. We're not a politics podcast, but we do talk about it sometimes because it affects all our lives. So, uh, but anyway, what about you? What made you smile this week? Uh, so I suppose on a uh, less existential level, and I suppose it's something that I could also say that I've been uh, geeking on, but I haven't had a chance to play it yet. So uh, there has been a lot of hype surrounding uh, a big update coming to Cyberpunk 2077. 
and mm. I have been a massive fan of that game for a long time, uh, both uh, in spite of and I suppose a little bit for um, uh, all of the hiccups that have happened along the way. It's really shaped up to be a cool, interesting game by the time that it was at prior to this big update. Nice. Uh, so they're rehauling the entire game and then the first and only dlc coming out for uh this version of cyberpunk uh will be dropping i think later this month or later this year one of the two hopefully it's sooner rather than later but uh, i think it might be next week even anyway uh so really hyped uh, i love night city and the setting uh, I really appreciate developers continuing to put in time and effort into their product after its release uh, to ensure some level of longevity with it. Um, and I, uh, you know, I, I have some level of respect, I'd say, for uh, developers who uh, uh, initially, for whatever reason, uh, release probably what could be considered a subpar game. Uh, but put in the time and effort after the fact, listening to criticism, listening to people bitching about all of the things that you probably should have had right the first time, or that might have just been genuine, genuine bugs along the way. Um, so, you know, seeing them, you know, put that effort in afterwards um, and seeing it shape up into uh, what I would consider to be a really solid game, maybe even a great game. Uh, and seeing the community still being alive and well and pretty thrilled for it, um, it's exciting. So uh, I probably won't have any time in my near future to sit down and play it, but God damn it, I love whenever people are passionate about projects and actually continue to put in passion, like put in their passions towards it, uh, even after uh, uh, hiccups and fan disdain for your product and this, that, and the other thing. They could have just dropped it immediately after a release and been like, yeah, fuck it. We sold a couple thousand, a couple million copies. Uh, pre-orders were great. Next project. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, I feel like, um, I know not, not everything has to be everything, but, um, I, I do feel like, um, there is this problem that has become, kind of endemic to the games industry where they put out half-assed, half-finished games, or it might be whole-assed, but only half-finished. Sure. Um, and and yeah, I know Cyberpunk 2077 was a really big one that people were really disappointed by. And um, yeah, it's fantastic that they're like, ah, okay, so you were disappointed. We were disappointed too, so we continue to work on it, even though our, our corporate overlords wouldn't let us uh, put out a finished product. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's pretty cool to see. So, uh, and to build on that point that you mentioned about uh, uh, games just kind of being released either half-assed or, um, you know, some sort of unfinished or unpolished. Yeah. Um, you, you're right. I think that there is some level of uh, in, uh, endemic behavior going on there. But on the other hand, there's always that small sliver of light and I don't want to like dive too oh, far into this sure. tangent. Cause I'm going ready to, I'll, I'll geek on it later, but God damn it. If Baldur's gate three doesn't set like a brand new standard or at least like a return to a standard. Um, yeah. I've got many thoughts on that that I'd like to get into later. Absolutely. And I just not, yeah, not to get too far into it, but yeah, you would think with all of the hype, with all of the news, with all of the enjoyment, with all of the joy, um, and, and I assume, uh, all, the thing that will follow all of those things is the money. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, hopefully, someone somewhere learns the lesson that if you put out a finished game that people love, um, they'll buy it. And, and love it. all their friends to buy it. And then they'll right. play with their friends and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it'll be the only thing anyone thinks about for like 120 hours or whatever. At least, because this is yeah. a game that you could easily put several thousand hours into if you really wanted to. Easy. Yeah. I think. That's what I've heard. I think I saw a guy we went to high school with um, mm-hmm. said that he already sunk. He finished it at 210 hours. Yeah. I so, think that was... If we're thinking of the same person, I think that was like his first playthrough, playthrough one, and like yeah. completionist. So, it like yeah. that's you could spend easily up to two hundred hours in your first playthrough if you really wanted to go through and do every single thing. Yeah. And even then, there are decisions that you make and the number of like variables throughout the course of the game. You could sit down and play another 200 hours on a completely different character, and you get some of the same story notes, a lot of the same story notes, but there's enough variation between all of the decisions that you make that it would be very close to just playing a different game the second time around. Yeah. And that's got a lot of staying power. Absolutely. Um, I do have, I have some news that may make you smile more. Oh? Um, the update release was today. It was as we record. So there's a, there's a, um, what do you call it? An expansion on the 26th, which is next week as we record. Oh, correct. Oh, for cyberpunk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I have updated at this point in time, have not had a chance to sit down and play proper yet. So one of these, one of these days I'll dive back in. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I remember like no man's sky went from virtually unplayable to, uh, I heard the people who stuck with it have really enjoyed it. I, I still dabble in it occasionally. I haven't played it here recently, but I have been trying to keep in on seeing what some of their uh, more recent updates, because they still update the shit out of it and have not released any like charged DLC. There have been like big updates that have introduced all sorts of new stuff into the game, several of them. But uh, basically, you haven't been charged anything since you've bought the initial game. And uh, man, if that isn't uh, like a zero to hero story right in the gaming Absolutely. industry, it's because it's stellar now. It's incredible. That's what I've heard. Uh, yeah. I really want to give it a shot. I just feel you like should. You, still, I, yeah, I haven't I seen really it for really a price that I'm willing to pay. Yeah, get it, you know, get it on sale. It might be worth full prices because of all of the stuff they added in I'm, these days. I'm and it's sure not it that bad. Consider like, you know, uh, some games you'd have to for that kind of content, you'd be buying the gay base game and then also whatever DLCs and expansion they have. And maybe also like, what kind of cosmetics do I want? So my character can look right. Do I want to invest in any loot boxes? Whatever. For sure. Uh, so probably worth a full price game, but if you see it on uh, sale, I would say definitely try and snag that thing up. Yeah, my hesitation with buying a full price game uh, at, for almost anything at this point is not that the game's not worth it, because uh, mm-hmm. I I wholeheartedly believe it is for No Man's Sky, for Baldur's Gate three, um, and and many other games that I I have had my eye on. Uh, my biggest problem is I don't feel like I have the time to play it. And yeah. so spending $60 to, to never play a game. Yeah. To just have yeah. something sit there, especially when I'm, I'm paying the subscription fee, uh, like the yearly fee to have the PlayStation plus and the network yeah. and everything. Yeah. Like, it'll eventually be there for, for free anyway. And I hope listeners can hear the scare quotes. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so I just, I'm yeah, just keeping an eye out. If it, if it drops, I'll probably, I probably will pick it up eventually, but yeah. Uh, Is there anything else we want to talk about before we go? No, I think we, I think we should get to pivoting. Cause you think that there were a couple of things that you were bringing up that I'm really interested in getting yeah. into. So. I do, uh, but briefly before you, you notice that it's just, it's just Rob Bass and I, um, uh, Wait, what? make up something crazy, but, uh, uh, Ryan had a date with his wife. Uh, which is real. I mean, it's much crazier than a riffraff concert these days. Yeah, he's got three kids, for goodness sakes. And uh, and and Nick had, uh, had Nick had, and Lindsay went to a riffraff concert. Yeah, for their anniversary. Yeah, <laughs> good for them. So happy anniversary to uh, to to Nick and and Lindsay. And uh, uh, happy week off to Ryan. Yeah, happy date night to Ryan and Natalie. <laughs> oh man, and that's all I got. I just wanted to say that. All right, let's go ahead and throw in some plugs. Hey guys, question for you. Yeah, I'm. I'm here. Ask um, away. Where would you go if you were looking for like, like knee pads and hair ties, but like they had our slogans and logos on them and stuff? I don't um, know. Volleyballmag.org. Oh, you went that volleyball, doesn't sound right. which is nice. I no. was thinking maybe a lion's den, but. In lieu of going to an adult sex shop, maybe we go to Threadless. Maybe we go specifically to gcl.threadless.com. gcl.threadless.com? Could I get a could I get a, a hat rack? I believe so. Nice. Can I get the shower curtain? Yeah. What about stickers? Nope. Oh, okay. There's How about stickers. a notebook? Yes. Fantastic. That's if GCL. I went there, could I possibly <laughs> could I possibly get a discount? Yes. How could I do that? We'd have to create a discount code. <laughs> oh fuck me. GCL.threadless.com. <laughs> Hot diggity goddamn, those were some plugs. Damn right. They sure were some plugs. So I hear that you've had some sort of uh, uh, itch for piracy here lately, and I'm curious. So I have had an itch for piracy lately. So uh, last week we talked about One Piece. Um, the live action Netflix adaptation came out, and uh, GCR was completely enamored of it. Mm-hmm. And so he talked the rest of us into watching at least one episode for last week's show, and um, and I did. And I fell in love with it. Um, the first episode did not quite get me there. It just, it bought a second episode. Uh, the second episode, I was hooked. And I I basically blazed through the rest of the series. I don't think I binged it so much, um, but I, I did watch one or two episodes a day until I was done with the Netflix adaptation. What is that, like eight episodes? It's yeah. either eight or six. Something I think it's like eight. That. If I had my iPad down here, I'd check it. It's eight. I actually just pulled it up. I so. could just Google it. So, so not, yeah. Uh, and those are what? 45 minute hour long episodes They're hour long episodes, which okay. I, 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 to the listener, I need you to know what a commitment that is for me. Cause I'll, I'll watch 20 minute episodes all day, but the idea of sitting down to watch something for an hour makes me want to kill myself. Maybe not that far, <laughs> but like, it's close. I just, I hate, I hate sure, it's that, that everything is an hour now. Um, but actually it was, it was so novel for like Lord of the Rings and then, and then I hated everything. Right. 
Yeah. I don't know. And maybe also Dune. That's fine. Right. We can give me That's like what, 20 oh, hours of Dune, but here's, it's a weird difference for a movie. I would watch a four and a half hour movie, especially if there was like an intermission. Sure. But like just a TV show, how on earth do people have the time to sit down for an hour to watch this? Calm down, Nick. Just in their heads. Like, Calm you... down. Yeah. Obviously, I had the time. I watched it. Yeah. But also, <laughs> just like the idea of it is just like, oh. It is, it is daunting. Oh. Um, but it was fantastic. I really loved it. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about the live action other than it's, it's wonderful and you should go watch it. Um, so you loved it enough then that you proceeded to delve back into some of the source material, right? Yes. Yeah. So I, I have not ever read the manga and I probably never will. Cause I believe it's up to over a thousand volumes at this point. It is. If you're worried about watching a show for an hour. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you want to talk about commitment to a yeah a, a medium. Yeah, if you're committing to the bit, reading yeah. all of One Piece is, is a commitment. Yeah, um, which like I don't know, maybe someday it would be a fun thing to read with like a child, if you, if I ever had one of those, you know. I mean, it seems like a pretty wholesome thing for a kid to get into. And uh, if there's one thing I know about weebs, mm -hmm. it's that they're probably doing drugs safely. That is not far off, I'm sure. So, I mean, I'm not. Yeah. They're not. One thousand sixty-seven. <laughs> one yeah. thousand. Oh no, my apologies. One thousand and ninety-two chapters is what they're up to. Right absurd. Now. That is absurd. that is absurd. Um, but I used to watch the anime back on uh, uh, Toonami at night, and um, I I always enjoyed it. I never disliked it, and so I thought. I don't think I've ever seen it from the beginning. So I started watching it from the beginning and I'm now about 50 episodes into season one. There's 61 episodes in season one. Um, so how, uh, firstly, like uh, general thoughts comparing the two, what are your, what are your initial, um, initial so thoughts? I, I feel like the, the episodes that would show up on Toonami were much later in the series. Most of the yes. time. And so a lot of the like annoying character quirks had been dropped. Sure. Um, and so when I, when I was watching the live action and Luffy kept doing the like <laughs> things, I was like, this is a kid's show. This is a kid's show. This is a kid's show. <laughs> like <laughs> get over it. Yeah. Um, but actually it's, it is super faithful to the, to the anime. It is happened. It happens in the anime all the time in the first season. Um, I don't know if it happens as much later, but, but definitely the first, first few episodes. Um, the other thing that I noticed, first of all, they fucking nailed it on all like, uh, they, they made some changes that were, I think really good changes. And we'll get to that in a second, but, uh, as far as casting goes, as far as acting goes, as far as makeup goes, yeah, I, the character design as a whole, <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Even like, um, uh, I, I think one of the characters who looks the least, uh, realistic in the anime is, um, Kobe. Mm -hmm. And, um, they picked like a young trans boy to play him. And as a result, um, like 
a pun somewhat intended to any of our trans listeners, he does look like an egg. Yeah. Which is exactly what the character looks like in the anime. Yeah. So like it's perfect. Um it, it's truly impressive, like how well I think they managed to nail down a, a number of those characters, especially since like yeah. The anime gets real out there with some of their character design at times. Right. I, have you finished the live action series yet? I have not. I haven't gotten that far in yet. I don't think I'm going to spoil anything really, especially okay. if you've seen the I've anime. seen I've seen plenty of at least the first several seasons of yeah. uh, uh, the anime. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was especially, especially impressed by the Fishmen. Um, Arlong's Pirates mm-hmm. are perfect, uh, just utterly perfect from top to bottom. I, I could not believe how good of a job they did. Um, and uh, I, I'm sure there are some people out there complaining that like Nojiko is black. If you go back and watch the anime, she actually has like really light colored lips and fairly dark covered colored skin for the, for the animation style. Sure. Um, like I found myself thinking like, you know, she is kind of like blackface coded. Um in in this in this thing and so yeah so to have a black woman player i thought actually was perfect yeah um just as a sort of sidebar to that but um the thing that has impressed me the most and actually almost bothered me watching the anime is how much tighter they made things for the live action Mm -hmm. in the live action a story arc might take two episodes that same story arc in so like let's let's say the uh the baratier story arc where where they go and pick up sanji to have a cook for the ship yeah i believe the in the live action it was two episodes it was like introduction to uh the chef uh introduction or introduction to the restaurant introduction to the chef and sanjay's story and then they were out mm-hmm. uh with like the arlong fight and the um Mihawk fight and all of that jazz all in there. Yeah. All awesome. All perfect. That is like a 15 episode arc in the anime. Oof. I got about six yeah. episodes into it and I was like, okay, when's this going to end? Cause I really, already really know the story. I just watched it. <laughs> yeah. I, I would definitely say that. I think that that's one of the things that I truly favor about the, uh, from what I've seen from the live action so far, not that I don't love uh, um, taking the time to really build worlds and characters and such. Absolutely. But uh, there's just a lot of um, smelling the roses and um, filler in the anime. Uh, and that's, you know, fine. Some people really enjoy that kind of you know, slice of life stuff or really getting into the weird nitty-gritty casualness of life in this setting yeah i love a filler episode from time to time and especially after you finish a 15 episode arc you're like i need uh i just got done right before this watching the uh the episode um uh little buggy's big adventure okay yeah, it's just it's literally just a filler episode to show you what happens to uh, to Buggy after he got gum gum bazookaed off into wherever he he was gum gum bazookaed off to. Yeah, um, and he doesn't have his body; he's just hands, feet, and a head. 
Um, and it's great. He has a little fun time and it's, it was a wonderful little break from, uh, I think a it's 15 episode. Arc yeah. Like 20 episodes of Arlong pirates or whatever. Yep. Um, yeah. And it's just, I do think if it was so like when, the, when it first came out, it was probably, I assume it was either a daily show or a weekly show weekly. Okay. Um, so like if you're watching it every week, 20 minutes a week, that spread out, no problem. That's a great way to make it through a school year. Uh, watch a little anime, do your homework, uh, go to bed. Like, yep. perfect. Um, but yeah, now that you can just binge stuff, it's like, Jesus Christ, why is this this fucking long? <laughs> <laughs> like, we get it. He says gum gum a lot. Happens all the time. Yeah. No, I do. I do feel like there's there's a couple of characters. Um, I can't remember their names, but the uh, the really annoying other pirate hunters, Johnny and like Questmark or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, they suck, and I'm glad that they are not. <laughs> in uh, I liked them for about five episodes, and then 25 episodes later, they were still there. Big sis Nami. She told you not to call her that. Stop. First of all, stop calling her that. She said, don't call her. <laughs> Second of all, why are you calling them big sis, big bro? You're older than all of them. I feel like that is very likely um, the result of translation. I'm sure it is. Like, uh, and, and as such, it just kind of uh, stuck, I feel like. Or uh, if if not, for translation. I haven't looked a whole lot into one piece specifically, but uh, uh, as a recovering weeb, uh, I've seen a lot of um, American or other like dub studios, like voice actors that come in and uh, will do voice work for uh, various animes that are brought over. Um, and since most of the dialogue is initially written for Japanese, Right. Uh, sometimes the art and the vocals don't necessarily line up. Right. And as such, you'll get many instances where you'll either have like catchphrases thrown in or little things potentially like ex like longer nicknames or pet names, things along those lines yeah. uh, to, to kind of fill in and make it look like it's supposed to be a little bit more natural. But then you like get things like naruto saying believe it ten thousand times uh before you want to uh i don't know shadow jutsu yourself right into hell right <laughs> oh nailed that yeah yeah that's a really good description <laughs> but yeah and it's and i get that that's probably why it was i totally agree um it does not make me less happy that they are not in the animation or in the yeah <laughs> or in the live action. Yeah. Get them the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, I mean, they're fine if they show up later, whatever. Yeah, uh, but I, I really the live action is just it's. I feel like as as a as a longtime casual fan, it was perfect, and I imagine that for the people who are more than casual. Um, they'll still really like it. Um, in spite of 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 those, I I just I don't sure, know. Even hyper casuals like Ryan, right? Or yeah, 
Yeah. Like, well, and like I, I expect anyone who is less casual than me to enjoy it because it's like made for them. Sure. You know, um, but also I felt, good- I felt like it was made for me. And I feel like people who really like it, it's made for them too. Um, the only, the, like the only people I think who are going to dislike it are either people who just hate Japanese media, period. Sure. Um, probably because they haven't seen enough of it. Or two, love it so much that they can't tolerate any difference or change. Sure. Um, and to both of those groups, I say, yeah. Yeah. The old stuff is right there and or anything else. Yeah. So go watch an Adam Sandler movie or something, you uncultured swine. <laughs> yeah, watch. Show your mark of culture by going watch anime go watch adaptations. Love or something. Yeah. <clears throat> Show me you're really a person of culture. Uh, any, so are there any characters that you particularly prefer in one adaptation or the other? That is a really good question. I don't, I don't think I preferred so far one to the other. Okay. Um, I do think um i so emily rudd is the actress who plays nami in live action and she is about our age uh closer to your age than mine i think wait are you 91 or 92 92 yeah so closer to your years he's 93 yeah Yeah. years right um (laughs) i guess she's she's been like aiming to play nami like her whole life that's truly impressive. Right. Um, but she's from like Minneapolis, Minnesota. And so there's this part, there's this tiny part of me that's like, wow, a cute redheaded Midwestern girl who's playing Nami, one of like the biggest, like one of the easiest anime crushes you could have as a young weeb. Oh, easy. Like, yeah. yeah. So as, as I'm watching the live action, I'm going, I, I think for the first time in years, I might have a new celebrity crush. Uh, and it definitely carried over into the anime because I, I, I think the last time that I watched the anime with any seriousness, um, I don't think I noticed other people for romantic purposes. If that makes any, I don't know how else to say yeah. it. Uh, I just wasn't interested at that time in my life. Um, I, well, no, or maybe I was still hung up on Kyrie from, uh, from Kingdom Hearts, and I could only have one at the one at a time at that time. Yeah, you're a strict monogamous whenever it yeah. comes to your waifus. Yeah, I was a real o, like OTP waifu, Kyrie, <laughs> uh, Kaijo. Yeah, monstrous, monstrous pairing. Anyway, um, weird how much she looks like Nami, Kyrie. Not uh, yeah, yeah. But Emily Rudd nailed it. I thought she did a really good job. Um. I I can see I, I I've heard complaints that like uh Zoro wasn't close enough to the anime. Yeah. I the the kid the guy they got to play him, the vibe is right. Yeah, that's 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 where I was at with it as well. Like uh, of all of them, I feel like he is the the least direct one-to-one from the live action to the anime. But you're you're right. Like the the spirit of the character I feel like is nailed down pretty well there. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else, but yeah, I, I feel like my, my crush uh, on, on Emily Rudd did roll over into my crush on Nami in the show. And it, it doesn't help that they've done the, um, uh, there's little tricks that animators can do to make your brain just go like, uh, like wolf whistle, awuga, hit myself in the head with a hammer, um, sure. you know, die. And then my ghost wolf whistles. <laughs> Yeah. And and I think giving Nami as a as an anime character the gigantic like baby animal eyes, mm. um, I don't know. There's just something about it that makes me go like like if that was a Disney character, I'd be like that's Uncanny Valley. But because it's anime, <laughs> I'm like I could fall into those gigantic black pools. <laughs> it's weird, man. I'm waiting for the time skip when she looks like an adult. But <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough, indeed. Yeah. Um, but Chef Zeff. Fearless. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. When he first walked in with the gigantic hat in the live action, I was like... Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was just... And the mustache and the... Everything about him. Perfect perfect from top to bottom uh luffy i was a little confused by just because like well we both know the voice actor for the anime is like a japanese woman yeah um so having it be like a south american guy with a south american accent very confusing it is a little jarring i think that if it, it feels right though like for, especially for a live action yeah yeah like i i feel like they nailed it um, and, and the more I watch it, the more I'm like, yeah, they, they, the more I watch the anime, the more I'm like, they got it right. Yeah. Live action casting. So, although it does throw me off how much he looks like, um, boots. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every once in a while. <laughs> I'm just like. That, that's just for me. And that's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong there. I would, I would absolutely agree. I try to think of man. Try to think of who would have been my like anime waifu at that approximate time because the time that One Piece was on Toonami and we would have been watching it approximately, you know, contemporarily. Um, oh. Let's see, Naruto was on. There was uh, probably a little bit past Cowboy Bebop, though. I've always had a sweet spot for Faye Valentine. How could uh, you First of yeah, all, how could you like not? Faye yeah. Valentine. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, or Misa Amane from uh, Death Note. I was real into Death Note for a while. That was a I never, great. I wish I'd gotten into Death Note. I do it's a feel like fun, really weird, like yeah. s sort of thriller story, like supernatural thriller story. Yeah, I'm I'm familiar with the uh, like the idea. I haven't seen it. Sure. Uh, I do. I do feel avoid like, every live action adaptation that's ever been made of it. That's good to know. Avoid I, them all. I I came very close to watching it because of the live. I I almost watched the live action adaptation. Yeah, don't. And there's a I, couple of Japanese ones, and then there's the American one that I think William Defoe, uh, Willem Defoe, uh, voices Ryuk. Uh, just nah, nah. Just if you're if for whatever reason you're going to commit to it. Uh, go the anime route, or I have like the entire collection of manga that I would be oh. more than happy to just throw your way for a bit. 
Uh, I do feel like I just had an, a sudden insight into uh, the way our paths are similar and different and the way that we became as people because of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do feel like Death Note is like one of those, um, I can't think of the word, but like um, one of the variables that put me on like, yeah. a, like uh, one of the, the next path on. over from the fork of the road. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh I I feel like she was like too much of a like the best friend character but like Millie Thompson or Meryl Strife from Trigun? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I don't know if I necessarily ever had like strong waifu vibes uh <laughs> there. Like I'm sure like not to say that there's certainly not people out in the ether that uh yeah. wouldn't well, ride what, or die, but That's a good point. I guess I'm I'm I I I think I went uh like one layer out and was like who did I have like little weird anime crushes on versus like waifu versus you know what I mean sure sure slight the very slight distinction of like that person sure. there's something about them versus my life is yours my queen yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's fair meryl strife and uh and millie thompson are not really up there for that although now that i'm an adult millie thompson and her gigantic gun uh i don't know she's got that like um strong woman who will give you strong children vibe <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah no i feel that yeah Ooh, man i lie i take it back the major from ghost in the shell Fucking Kusanagi, she could ruin my life forever. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that, though. Robot lady of my dreams. Oh, man. I remember there was someone else that popped into my head and then popped out of it. Oh, yes, because they're in my my slightly not waifu category. um, I feel like or like uh if you're watching the original Dragon Ball movie that is like the um like Tale of Monkey retold. Okay. Or whatever where they they um they not get, like the the fucking terrible live action while you're talking about like no. the actual Dragon Ball. Okay. The, yeah, the animated yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh that Bulma. Sure. Bulma, I feel like in a lot of, uh, if there was one that I had to pick from Dragon Ball Z, and I'm sure that I'm not doing any sort of hot take here, but yeah. Bulma, yeah. Top tier. Uh, S tier, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else is up there from Dragon Ball. Uh, like, <laughs> such a weeby fucking I know, it's so weird, but you know what? We would never get to do this with Ryan and Nick. We have to take advantage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Um, yeah, and I feel like uh, 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 Chi-Chi, there's just, uh, yeah. she's, not, she's not hot, but she can cook and she can handle Goku. Sure, yeah, and there's just, something to be said about a, uh, uh, a strong, independent, mean woman. Yeah, right, exactly. There's something about it. Um, <laughs> and then, like, um, as a result, uh, what's her name? Who does, uh, is it Val that Gohan marries? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, also fantastic. Yeah, uh, I love the the um like TikTok that's been going around where she realizes that he's like super fast and can dodge bullets and stuff, yeah. and then she goes, um, "So you you're you're this you're this crazy super powered thing who can dodge bullets and things. Why didn't you dodge me?" And he and and she's like thinking this to herself, 
And then it goes back to where he could have dodged her. And she's literally just like jumping and putting her legs around his face. <laughs> and, and then it comes back to him. He's like, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? What are you talking about? She's like, nothing, never mind. If I remember my uh, younger days right, that was whenever he was uh, fucking around his Saiyan man. Hey, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. My least favorite Gohan. Hey, some of them have to exist, I guess. Right. That was, I mean, I don't know about you. Gohan was like my self-insert character watching Dragon Ball Z. Oh, man. I feel like uh, I was quite the Piccolo fan. Excellent choice. Yeah. Piccolo was was probably my my favorite out of them. By yeah. a fair bit. Ooh, that's also a lie. Uh, Piccolo, definitely my ride or die for the longest time until we get to the Majin Buu saga, in which case, fucking Vegeta. Yeah. Vegeta is such a fucking house. I love Vegeta. <laughs> One of the best, like, character development stories, I think, oh. of all of DBZ, yeah. which is a low bar to, to set. Yeah. <laughs> Great I mean, character he's, development. He's such an interesting foil to Goku, because Goku never changes. Yeah. And Vegeta, Whereas, like, only changes. Yeah, constantly changes. Like, constantly adapting. Like, goes from being some fucking bloodthirsty warrior from another planet to, like, this dude's a fucking dad. Yeah. This dude's a dad with, like, a couple of kids and fucking, yeah, like, some I've new also got sneakers. You know what? I'm going to just put on pink polos and fucking dad, like, slacks and just walk around town from now on. Maybe yeah. I'll grow a mustache. Right. Absolutely. Fucking Vegeta, true king. Yeah, yeah. I also loved Krillin for a long time. Yeah, uh, I just I, he was the only human for a while there, and so it was yeah. like kind of, you know, as 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 the kid who doesn't know how to really like separate reality from fantasy for a little while. Sure. Krillin, like if Krillin can do it, surely I, can, do I it. can figure out how to push my chi through my feet and fly. Yeah, exactly. Krillin can fucking do it. Right. Yeah, that that if that fucker can do it, literally anyone can. If that bell, if that if that fucking dragon ball headed fuck can do it. Yeah. Oh man. Oh Krillin. Oh Krillin, fucking indeed. Yeah. So you know who really should have flown but never did was uh Master uh Roshi. Yeah, I think uh he was mostly just fucking around on the clouds sometime or riding around on his turtle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, or like he just walk around with his turtle shell on, and then occasionally take it off so you could see he was like the scrappy old guy who could do a kamehameha. That yeah, I think he was just perfect. too fucking busy being a goddamn perv. Way too busy being a perv. That's where That's all probably that, why he couldn't fly. He couldn't yeah. channel his energy to fly. He was too busy channeling his chi to. Uh... And next week on this show, yeah. We'll finish that thought. I was going to say channeling his chi to chi. Sure. Like making a chi-chi joke. But then I thought yeah. he wouldn't do that to chi-chi. No. no. I think chi-chi, she thought, chi-chi would not let him do that to her. I think she's the only woman off limits to, to Master Roshi from Master Roshi's perspective. Yeah, sure. Because she would fucking annihilate him. Right. <laughs> ah, good shit. Ah, oh, classic. What a fun jaunt down anime lane. Yeah, this, this was fun and weird. Yeah. Well, Joe, what have you been doing? Uh, what am I getting on? Well, One Piece, uh, to be frank. One Piece. Yeah, I just, uh, I've been having a good time making it through the anime. Um, 
I'm trying to think if there was anything else that that I was geeking on this week. And uh, the answer is no. Um, I, I just, as far as like, I, I feel like we've dabbled as far with like um, teenage sexual deviancy as we need for a show. Yeah, and, fair enough. Uh, so there's a, there was a, there was a tweet thread I shared in the group chat um, that no one, no one listening to the show right now needs to know about, but I'll maybe talk to Rob about it afterwards just because it's so fucking weird. Um, but it would take right. go from like strange and maybe unlistenable to uh, I'm never coming back. So yeah, fuck that. Nice. All right. Uh, One piece has been my jam this week. I've been really enjoying it. Um, what about you? What are you, what are you geeking on this week? Uh, so Ashley and I are gearing up for spooky season a little bit early and have been dipping our toes into, uh, some new horror movies. We always try to do, uh, some gambits during the October months to go and see what, uh, what few horror movies exist out in the world that we haven't seen between the two of us already. So, uh, we had found one, uh, that. I believe just came out this year. Yeah. Um, wait, is this not actually released yet? How the fuck did we watch this? All right. So technically it releases, I guess, October 20th, but you can watch it now on Amazon prime. Uh, it's called cobweb. And, uh, I was expecting it to be more of like a, uh, I don't know if you ever watched arachnophobia, uh, I watched that as a child and uh, it definitely fucked my brothers and I up uh, for a long while involving anything related to spiders. So I was hoping for something that was very, you know, spider oriented, I suppose. Uh, Slightly less so than I thought. Uh, It stars Lizzie Kaplan, whom I truly love. Uh, And then Anthony Starr from The Boys. Yeah. Uh, And holy shit, they're fantastic like they're great actors just in general but they're they're terrific in this uh the gist of it is that the two of them have a son uh he's about eight years old uh seems to have like an overly active imagination and starts hearing sounds and knocking in the walls in his house and real fucking dark weird shit happens as a result excellent uh like it's real fucked uh if you want something that is just some great horror um little little bit of gore not necessarily like uh uh entrails and and blood splatters everywhere but like a little bit of unsettling material but it's a fucking spicy one nice i would really recommend that so cobweb i'll put it in the back of my mind i don't i I love horror movies. I don't get to watch them often. Yeah. Just because my, my uh, Maddie doesn't like them. Sure. Yeah. And, and I don't blame her. She has very vivid nightmares uh, about whatever she's been watching. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch horror movies either, but I don't dream. So yeah. uh, it works fine for me. I get to, I get to have my nightmares in real life uh, on my TV. Uh, did you see Luke Busey is in this? One of Gary Busey's sons. I did not know that. I I find that deeply fascinating. Okay. Yeah. Well, looking at him, looking at this child now, I see it. Yeah. I cannot unsee it. I did not know that at the time. I saw his name and I thought, ha, Luke Bussy. 
that's funny. And then I looked closer <laughs> and saw there was only one S and I was like, Oh, Busey. And then I looked at, I was like, is that, is he related to Gary? Has to be with a face like that. It was, it's his son. So Lizzie Kaplan. Oh, but, that's 10 out of 10. A lot of my favorite things she's in. Yeah. She's incredible. Yeah. Cloverfield. Mean Girls, Hot Tub Time Machine, fucking uh, all over the place. She voices Reagan uh, Ridley in Inside Job. She does. That was one of the reasons that I got into Inside Job. Yeah. Castle. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, she's fucking all over the place. She's truly, truly terrific. Truly all over the place. When you when you pull up the known for and it's Cloverfield, Hot Tub Time Machine, Mean Girls. Yeah. That's, 127 that's, hours. That's all true blood. That's all the things that you could be, I think. Family Guy, Simpsons. She was on Smallville. <laughs> wild. Absolutely wild. Uh, yeah, no, incredible shit. But if you liked what you heard, you can give us five stars on any of the places that you listen to this podcast. Tell us what horror movie actors and or waifus Yes, tell us your anime waifu. Tell us your anime waifus. And if you want to, I guess, send us and or Nick all of the pictures that you could possibly muster of your anime waifus, you can do so on any of the socials at GeekCastLive. And you can also check out the website that I made at FinalPress.com. Yeah, do that. You Good job zooming through that, because I was very close to just doxing Nick just then. <laughs> here's his email address. Yeah, here, yeah, here's his and also his home address. And if yeah. anybody needs his social, you can get us on the socials. Right. Hit us up on signal. We'll let you know, Nick's. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I kid. But if you uh if you want to support us in other ways, you can do so over at patreon.com slash geekcast live, or you can go to gcl.threadless.com and buy some of our merch. That's gcl.threadless.com. I think that's everything. I think that's everything. 204-35-4291. I'm pretty sure is his social security. I'll allow it. But I don't know. See you in hell. Hi, your grandparents. We love you very much. Hey, everyone. Nico here again. And as we always like to do about this time, we've got to send a shout out and a big thank you to all of our supporters uh, on Patreon and on all the socials, all the folks that help make this thing go. You know who you are. We love you. Our man, Danger Johnson, Brandon Rust, Kelly Shuttlewood, the Poly Nerds, Lada Bartova, Jesse G. Letourneau, Lemon Wedge, uh, Scott S. I don't know if that's, I'd like to, people to stick with their whole name. Big Pickleson, Little Eddie Horsecock. Big Frank Micropenis, but that's not spelled the way you think it is. It's spelled like a Frenchman. The Clicker from Boston, Chud Thune, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., uh, different one. Uh, Stan Lee from Beyond the Grave, Rip. Night City's Finest Juggalo, Steve. Nick Kroll, not that Nick Kroll, it's both a C. Four Finger Emily, uh, Little Titty Baby, The K-Man, Jew Dave, Dave the Fish. And the embodiment of skulldudgery. You know who you are. If we forgot you, write in. We'll add you to the list. Thank you, as always. And uh, we miss you, poopsies. See you soon. Check this.